Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof for BJJ podcast. I am JT Tatami and you are also with Judo Joey. Oh, I like that. Yeah, you like that? You know, I did judo for a bit. Yes, I, I, I do believe. And I fucking quit. <laughs> it can happen. Because my fingernails were too long and the coach made me write lines a hundred times. I will cut my nails for judo practice. What school is this? At Gladesville wow. RSL Club. Tough. Community Hall. Old school. Yeah. Some real killers come out of there. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> They're all in Japan now. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, today we are talking about building muscle for BJJ. Now, this is something that a lot of people say they want to do, but actually are not very successful at. Well, I would argue a lot of people don't admit to wanting to do this. Oh, okay. Oh, I just yeah. want to get strong, you know, and just you know, get fit. You're like, man, yeah, tell me more about that. Jacked. Yeah, people are like, I want to put on lean muscle mass and I want to look jacked. <laughs> do I have to eat liver to look like liver king? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think there is some key elements here that get neglected. I feel like when people put on their BJJ lens, their glasses, they think, oh, I do jiu-jitsu. A lot of things just go out the door. But when you're speaking to people in other realms of sporting pursuits, whether you know it might be rowing or baseball, cricket, basketball, whatever, people listen to advice and they stick to it to, to achieve what they want. But with jiu-jitsu, it's like, nah, nah, jiu-jitsu over everything. And you're like, ah, oh, but that might actually not help you achieve your goal of putting on some muscle. So... What I wanted to talk about, uh, just on, I would say the, the 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 professionals would stick to it, like yes. the good athletes, sure. But yeah, the hobbyists are like, we all want to be like, we want to pretend we're like athletes. But when it comes down, it's like I'm not prepared to give up Netflix to go to bed hey, man, an hour I, earlier. I know some. I, well, I'm just going to put it out there. I know some tradies out in Penrith who are they're bloody they're doing whatever it takes to put the muscle on. Absolutely, you know they're eating the extra chickens. They're bloody they're doing peptides. They're doing they're, those burpees. They're doing. <laughs> They'll do whatever it takes to, to make it happen. So it's it's interesting when I when I speak to jujitsu guys and girls who are like, yeah, I'd like to I'd like to put on a bit of size. And it seems obvious, but people skip steps. So I want to go to the first step, which I think people uh, neglect, which is nutrition. And we, we won't go like break down super hard into macros, but uh, I think one of the biggest problems is people under eat. Yeah. Yeah, so, well, there's some, let's just kind of lay out the format. There's some key principles to building muscle. Yes, sir. And these are what bodybuilders adhere to. and Religiously. Yeah, and, and, and strongmen and like any, anyone that's in a sport where, you know, the creation of muscle mass is required. And it's pretty simple, actually. Mm. And, and one of those key sort of principles or, or pillars is that you have to be eating enough food for your body to build muscle. Yes. Right. Now, so, and then this is going to be news to a lot of people, right? Yeah. For the strength aficionados, they're like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> Obviously. Yep. Um, but the thing is, is that you also have to take into account how many, like how much energy you're using in your day to day. Yes. So for anyone that's training jujitsu, you're burning through a fuckload of energy. Yep. So the, the tricky part there is that if you're not force feeding yourself generally, mm. you're not going to be having a surplus of resources to build new muscle. And another thing that you had mentioned too, Joe, 
Uh, and I actually had experienced this recently, so I was like, oh, now I know what Joe's talking about, which is the post-training suppression of hunger. Like so oh, much adrenaline. You had this only recently. Only recently, like on my trip recently. I've never had it before. Whoa. I had a ridiculously hard session and I couldn't couldn't do anything. I just couldn't eat. I couldn't. I was like if I could even drink a Gatorade. I was I, I, I was smoked and uh, I knew I should have eaten something but I, I almost couldn't. All I had to like force feed me. <laughs> I felt way better after but I just couldn't. Well, yeah. they say that those ducks that they make foie gras from, <laughs> yes. apparently they actually really enjoy having the tube shoved down their throat and the grain pushed in. Like <laughs> apparently, is, apparently when it's feeding time, they all waddle up to the that tube. sounds pornographic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The duck likes but it like this. Yeah, it's like <laughs> at first the tube feels a little bit uncomfortable, but then it's like, but actually I get a lot of food in quick, so I'm down. <laughs> Just doing protein bongs. <laughs> <laughs> No, you know I, that, right? Foie gras? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, they, they fucking swell they up make the liver. They so and, fat. Yeah, yeah. Get the fattiest <laughs> liver. Yeah. But yeah. in any case, yeah, so uh, I'm really surprised that that was the first time you'd experienced that. No, I never struggle with hunger. I've always eaten. And I think I've been obsessed with uh, just trying to be as big and as strong as possible. And it was really drummed into me from a really early age. You must eat protein. Because a, a pro bodybuilder told me about positive nitrogen balance. And he explained to me how hard it is to have achieve positive nitrogen balance for your muscles to grow. And that doesn't just require protein, that requires carbs. And I, I think one of the biggest problems, and w- when I interviewed Andrew Reid, he was saying, no, one of the biggest problems with jiu-jitsu guys specifically is they want to look like physique athletes. They want to be totally ripped. They want to be super jacked. But the thing is physique athletes only look like that for a small period of time. They, they don't always look like that. But Instagram kind of wrecks your perception of reality. Yeah. Because you're seeing photos of super jacked guys all the time. And he was saying like jiu-jitsu athletes should eat more like footballers. They need to eat a really good portion of carbs, good good portion of fats, and, and plenty of protein because they need the fuel and they also need um, enough of the building blocks there. And, you know. And you like, might you might not have the the – Six pack that's like cut from stone. Yeah, you might you know look at Tony. You might look more like Bushesha. Yeah, let's say like yeah, sure. but that's in many ways that is the optimal kind of physique for that's, what we're doing, that's, isn't it? That's perfect. Yeah, and I, I think don't get me wrong. I've always shout out to Bushesha by the way. Great yeah. physique. Shout out Marcus. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for listening. I, I think it's a tough thing because vanity tells us like oh, but if I don't have a six pack, I'm not fit. Yeah, I mean, that's not true. Like some of the fittest people in the world, they don't have a rip six pack and and it's just this psychological thing it's like a body dysmorphia for men in a way and i i know i definitely got it because there's times when i go oh man i'm not i'm not big enough so jesus christ i'm 95 kilos like what am i not big enough for (laughs) like i don't need to get bigger that's stupid but then you've got you know you've got all these images telling you oh get bigger get bigger so when it comes to training next to me you know what i mean so it's like you, it's all, you're always going to be aspiring. You know what I mean? Like, fuck, no one can blame you, bro. I, I didn't say taller. I said bigger. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it's this thing that what people definitely underrate is, like, oh, carbs. Carbs is the enemy. Nah, I'm not going to eat carbs. Let's just go back to, so what are we talking about when you said you couldn't eat after the class? What's going on there? Well, when you have that huge, huge adrenaline dump, it suppresses your hunger intentionally because if you were trying to escape a war or a tiger or whatever it is, you need to not be eating. You need to be focused on getting the fuck out of there. And so that's really a survival instinct. The only problem with that is when it's time to come back down to recovery, if you haven't gone through a process of calming yourself down, 
your body's still in oh, fight or flight, fight or flight. And even though you're trying to calm down and I, I mean for me I sweat, I'm a sweaty guy. I, I've had a shower, I've changed clothes and I'm still, I'm still pumping sweat. Your body is not ready to do the rest and digest phase. And, and I think so if we talk about recovery and behaviour and we've done that before, making sure that you've taken time to slow down after training is really important for you to then um, take the next step to eat and, 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 and bounce back and get your muscles to grow. Yeah. So if we if we go back to that kind of resource discussion, whereby if you want to put on muscle mass, you need to be eating in surplus yep. of your let you know maintenance calories, which is the amount of calories you need to be eating on a daily basis to stay exactly as you are. So yes. if you want to get bigger, you've got to be eating beyond that, right? Yes. If you're finishing jujitsu and you don't feel like eating, and as a result you're just not eating much. Yep. You know, maybe you wait for a few hours and maybe you skipped in and maybe it's a small meal. It's very hard to be eating in excess of your maintenance, surplus, yeah. right? And so this is the real tricky – I know this has been me forever. I, I usually finish – not so much these days, but for a long time finished it and not want to eat. Yeah. And so it's like, all right, that's the first big fuck up. You're not getting enough food. Yeah. And, and also it's very easy to skip meals. You know, like we all oh, have a protein shake. Yeah, protein yeah. shake's good. But, and we've talked about this before, and everybody's metabolism is different. But if you're not satisfying that basic criteria of three well-rounded meals, you're not going to grow. And sure, you can put in snacks, you can put in all kinds of other things, but essentially supplements are to supplement. They're not a meal replacement. Like that's not what it's about. And I think that's where a lot of people are missing. And for me, more recently, I've had to let go of that idea of, oh, I just want to be ripped all the time. If I want to get stronger, I have to get bigger, which means I might have to put on a little bit of body fat. So I've got to say, do I want to be stronger or do I want to look strong? Yeah. And that, that's the difference. And, and, and the thing that I have learned from many people smarter than me is that if you want to build muscle, you might have to put on a little bit of body fat. But that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean, oh, you're going to blow out. So I think what can hold people back there is the difference between how I look and how I perform. And you've got to eat to grow. I think it's hard to really tell people uh, this strongly enough because often we don't know how many calories we burn when we do jujitsu. I mean, you had a whoop for a while and you were playing with that, Joey. And, and people, when they run, they might have a polar heart rate monitor or whatever. It's way easier to track your, your heart rate when you're running and your calorie output when you're running. But when you do jujitsu, it's such a mixed bag of strength and cardio and all of that. Just on that, like a wearable, like a whoop, they can't measure strength. Like no. they can't measure force output. No, it's not they can accurate. measure cardiovascular activity. Sure. So, you know, even when you tell it, oh, I did an hour of strength training this morning, it yeah. doesn't really give you any, like it doesn't, it doesn't change your stats. No. It, it can tell you more about your recovery from that, from you telling it that, but yeah. Sure. I mean, so should we move on to the next thing or should we just give our basic? Let's, let's, let's be real. Let's give our people something they can do right now what can they change about their eating which is going to help them build muscle? Here's my advice. Please. If you're trying to build muscle, first thing, you should be eating all day like someone has a gun to your head. <laughs> yeah. That's, and I heard Tim Ferriss say that yeah. when he was doing four-hour body and it's absolutely true, right? You have to be force-feeding. It won't be comfortable. Yep. Second practical thing that you can do is download a free app, MyFitnessPal, yep. punch in your stats, create an account, punch in your stats. Uh, it'll ask you what you want to do, tell you want to put on weight and then it will spit out this is how many calories you need to eat per day. Eat that many calories. Mm. Do that for two weeks. If you're not gaining weight, increase calories by 10%. Do that for two. Like, yeah. don't even worry about how much you're training. Just follow a number religiously 
And if it doesn't work, if there's no change after two weeks, add 10% and keep following that pattern until you notice that every day when you step on the scales, you're getting bigger. Yeah, and I'm with you. If you want to be a bigger person, you've got to eat like a bigger person. Yeah. That's basically how it goes. The next thing which I think is one of the biggest missing pieces of the puzzle is sleep. And this is what people don't talk about. Uh, People say to me, oh, man, I'm lifting all the time. I'm eating. And I'm like, how's your sleep? They're like, ah, it's terrible. Well, that's a huge, huge problem. Because when your body regulates growth hormone and testosterone is sleep. I think this is where most people let themselves down. Yeah, I think it's, it's pretty widely recognized that amongst us folk in the West who are working longer hours than we should be, who are training more than we should be, we all fuck up on sleep. Mm. And the more you look into it, right, the more you hear uh, these people that research the shit saying, man, like you're not going to put on weight if you're not sleeping enough. You might be able to get away with it a little bit in your in your twenties, sure. But I would say, like, once you hit your thirties, around that, like, you just if you're sacrificing on sleep, it'll it'll inhibit your ability to make gains. But would you say it's harder to get sleep in your thirties? Like, say you've you know you got kids, you run a business. Do you feel like that it, it affects it more? In a way, like, yeah, that's definitely considerations yep. that affect it. But when I think about my behavior now, I'm, I behave like a dad. You pr- you I come home every day. We have dinner at 6.30. <laughs> nice. You know, like it's more yeah. – whereas when I was in my 20s, I'd go train jits and then I'd go down Hello. to the pub at steak night, you know, have a couple of beers. Oh, what time I get home? 11 o'clock, you know, like um, – sure. so life was less routine then. Okay, yeah. You know? Definitely. And I, I think for me too, I've made the big switch. Shout out, Julian. Sup, Jules. Young guns. Just walked in late. Bloody 21-year-olds. Big night on the sauce. You didn't tell him not to bother coming in? Well, I told him we'd replaced him. uh, (laughs) We've got a new intern, Mikey. Hey, Mikey. Uh, (laughs) But I I think it's one of those things, like I used to just compensate with caffeine. Like I was like, if I'm tired, just caffeine. Yeah. And now I have actually gone, well, you know what? Like if I'm actually really sincere and I'm telling myself I want this goal of being stronger, I really need to sleep. And it's not – this isn't about being bigger. This is like your nervous system – requires for you to recharge so if you want maximum power output big lifts or whatever it might be and 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 being strong also helps you to lift more which will help you grow muscle too sleep is so essential and now i'm someone who can nap not everybody can do that and not everyone has the freedom or liberty to do that but typically at about 3 p.m depending on what's going on i'll get a cheeky half an hour 45 minutes Mm. that makes a big difference for me cognitively as well because if i don't have a nap in the afternoon i turn to a grumpy toddler and then I'm not fit to be dealt with, <laughs> which is not good for anybody. It tells me a lot about our, our shoot days when we're creating content for and Bulletproof. And I just disintegrate. <laughs> yeah. Good in the morning, good till lunch, and yeah. then after lunch, oh, productivity <laughs> disintegrates. But if we just understand this, guys, if you look at a lot of your jiu-jitsu heroes, uh, i.e. Gordon Ryan, the guy, the guy is on more supplements than anyone can imagine. Now, yeah, does he train a lot? Yeah, he does. But know that, you are not going to achieve this physique look by compensating just drinking bang energy drinks or whatever. Like you're not, oh, but I'm ripped. Oh, but I'm big. But it's not, it's not happening. The sleep piece, like you can't cheat it. Whatever stack Gordon is on, we're not going to say sleep is that. But if you can just say sleep is steroids, which is literally is, your body is releasing the growth hormone, your body is producing the testosterone, then why would you not want to maximize that? if you're trying to get more muscle? The way I try and think, the the way I kind of model it in my head is you have these inputs like nutrition, you know, weight training, like stimulus, sleep, et cetera. 
And when you're, when you're young, you can get away with not performing well on all of them. Yes. We got away with not much sleep and being over-caffeinated, right? Sure. We got stronger, we got bigger, all those things. Yeah. But the question is like, fuck, could we have made it a lot easier for ourselves oh. and could we have been a lot more effective? Like could we have gotten much more return on investment by doing all of the inputs well? Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Then the thing is you get a little bit older and all of a sudden you just you won't go anywhere unless all inputs are being managed very well. No, you got to play it smarter. You got yeah. much less margin for error. Yeah. And I, and I think that performance enhancing drugs allow you to fuck up on some of those inputs. Yeah. Like they they give you leeway. You're not getting much sleep, maybe skit doesn't matter your body's you're still getting the hormones. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of where the big one of the big advantages of those are, obviously. But uh as you said before, Joe, what is it? The uh, the light that burns twice as bright burns half as long. That's right. Right. I remember the first podcast interview I did with Joe on the um, JB's podcast. He brought, he dropped that, and I was like, I know that. He's like, which movie? Come on, boys, which movie? Which movie was it? Well, I want to put it out there to the people. Oh, let them. if you guys know that, if you know the reference, let us know through the Instagram, and uh, I don't know, I'll send you something. Yeah, that'd be good. I personally feel that. The misunderstanding is you can't skip any of these. We're going to move from this. Obviously, some nights you might only get six hours. Okay. But if you are sincere, you want to grow muscle, you want to build a body that is stronger and more jacked, you've got to prioritize sleep. So that either means going to bed an hour earlier or starting a little bit later. Can you do that? Yeah. If you can't start later, then you've got to go to bed earlier which means you've got to switch the TV off a bit earlier, you've got to stop scrolling Instagram, you've got to stop listening to this podcast right now, switch it off and go to bed. No, always listen to this Keep podcast. it running so we get well, like the it's, stats. It's clocking over. Yeah, it's good yeah. for us, but just put it in another room. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Perfect. <laughs> you know, and for a lot of people, if it's like, oh, but I train at night and I don't finish till, I don't get home till 8.30 and then i got to get up at 4.30 to go to work. Yeah. If that's the situation for you, like if you actually cannot get enough sleep because of what you have going on in your life, you need to sit down and do an honest review of what your priorities are. Yes. Because it's okay if you want to do that. Like mm. uh, we've all done that for periods. Fucking did it for like a decade. <laughs> but you, you can't then also expect like, oh, I also want to build muscle because it's unreasonable. Yeah. So if building muscle is the main thing you want, all right, find a way to train jits at a different time of the day yep. or find a way to start work later, but you have to make that time. Yeah, and I think uh, this is where we come to our last point, which is actually I find it an interesting point because I've been reading lots of different information from different people, is the lifting. Obviously, we need the stimulus to get the muscles to grow. Now, some people feel they need to train four or five times a week. Some people get really good gains training twice a week depending on the session. And I've listened to many, many different muscle authorities. And when I first started in, in training, it was always the classic, you know, three sets of 10 type thing. Yeah. But then as that evolved over time and I started reading a bit more kind of peer review science on it, they were saying, oh, well, actually you can build muscle if you lose five reps. But it depends on the human. Yep. You get a guy like Chris Hemsworth, obviously if your supplements in that bad boy, but he lifts very high volume. Like super light, super high volume. Right. Because it, we're talking know, like 20 plus reps? We're talking 20 to 30 okay. on, on some movements. Sick fuck. Oh, God. God so pain, that's a that's, painful that's rep a range. Pain, yeah. But it's a lower chance of injury because yeah. he's lifting really light. Yeah. And so 
there's no get off those baby weights, Chris. <laughs> Stupid baby arms. <laughs> I think one of the things is like that. Even though people get really hooked up in like, what's your tempo? What's this? What's that? The consistency is the thing. It's not even. You could have a, a not a great day in the gym, but going there, doing some lifts, getting a pump on is and maintaining the habit. It's that consistency which is going to enable you to build the muscle. Some days you're going to train heroic and then other days you're going to train lethargic. But you're training and, and consistently keeping the habit of lifting is super key. So whether that's two days a week, three, four days a week, however you can fit it in, I, I believe the consistency on the lifting is what prevails there. Yeah, I strongly agree. Where people get confused in that whole thing is like it's really common in this um, fitness space to, to talk about like the nuances of training. Tempo. Yeah, and it's like, oh, you got to be doing drop sets. you got to be doing slow eccentrics. Time under tension. Yeah, nah, pyramids, man, five, three, one. Like it's yeah. German volume training, like all these different things that, yep. that all work. Yes. If you are a highly advanced lifter, in, i.e. you've been doing strength training for a long time, then it's, you're going to have to know about these more nuanced things because you've kind of maximized your strength like, potential. That's right. Whereas if you're newer to the game, which I'm imagining most of the people listening are kind of in that sort of earlier stage. Could be. Uh, and I say that because most of our jiu-jitsu counterparts don't really lift that no, much. They don't. So it's like, all right, well, how am I getting into it? The specifics don't matter too much, right? What matters is that you do it regularly and exactly to JT's point, consistency is the thing. Yeah, I, actually a great phrase I got from a guy, Paul Smith, who was like one of the natural Australian bodybuilders for a period of time, great physiotherapist. He said, a poor program done well is better than a great program executed poorly. Yeah. He's like, you know, don't get too caught up in like, oh, what's your split and what are your exercises? Obviously, if you want to build muscle, you know, there's different ways that you can achieve it. But having the habit of whether you're at home, lifting in your garage or making time to go to the gym, putting that extra bit of time in to, to build your body and have that habit is, is the absolute key. So if we can look at these boxes and go, right, I am eating consistently, I'm sleeping quite well and I'm lifting consistently, then you should be on the right track. But it does take a little bit of time. So you've got to be patient with yourself with these things. Don't quit in the first month if you're not looking like Liver King. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the – actually um, a fellow that I've been chatting with uh, who's in the jiu-jitsu realm, I think he's, he's in juvenile division at this point, I think. He might be – he'll be a blue belt soon – um, but he's, he, he wanted some help with his, with his training mm. and he's been trying to put on some weight and he has been putting on some weight, uh, but he's a, he's a skinny kid typically and I asked him what he's been doing in the gym and he said, I've been following the program from Arnold Schwarzenegger's Encyclopedia oh, okay, of yeah. Modern Bodybuilding, classic, right? which is a classic book for anyone that's interested, but it, you know, it has some great information in there, but really it's very kind of 1980s um, sports science about bodybuilding and, and one of the key one of the sort of most typical things you'll see with bodybuilding training is that they will split the body up into body parts, right? Sure. So it's like leg day, back day, chest day, shoulders Arms and abs, day, right? Whatever, yeah. So you've got like four or five different days that it takes to cover the whole body. Yep. Now I would say that probably the biggest mistake for a young lifter or yep. for a young person who's trying to put on a bit of muscle and trying to get stronger is trying to do that. Yeah. Because you just don't have – you're just not able to train at an intensity – Sure. That warrants only tr- only hitting one body part like once, once per week. Once a week, no. Yeah, you're better off to stick to compound lifts, Definitely. right? Big lifts that hit more muscle groups at, at the same time. And then you can do that like two or three times a week. Definitely. And that's the classic thing. You're squatting, you're deadlifting, you're pushing, pulling, like 
And so I think that that's really important. I know that I went through it as a young guy. Sure. Trying to do the bodybuilding thing. We all started there. It just didn't work. No. I just didn't get – and then once I started like just doing some basic compound shit, yeah. well, I'm getting thicker and bigger now. Yeah, definitely. Even though people can be putting on muscle for the beach, aesthetics, sure. There's also a, an element which is functional hypertrophy, which is muscles that you're going to use and are going to help you your whole life. If you cultivate a strong squat, that has crossover to so many things. In the same way, having a strong deadlift has crossed over to many things. And, and, and you know, we won't go super hard on the, the philosophy of it, but essentially if you can get into good habits now, it doesn't matter if you're 45 or you're 15 and you, and you keep those habits consistent, they will serve you. And, that, and that's really what we're talking about is making sure that you're doing things that are bang for your buck and they're going to serve you for your whole life, not just in jiu-jitsu. So you can be great on the mat and also be jacked at the beach. Fucking I. I mean, to your point there, getting jacked at the beach, but there's also functional hypertrophy. They're the same thing, right? But, essentially the same. But we're talking about like how it's perceived. Yes. And I think that like when we, when we opened the episode where it's like people don't want to admit I'd like to get a bit bigger. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Ah. It serves – like it's actually really healthy to carry uh, – like a, it's a carry muscle mass on your body. Definitely. There is a point where it becomes a little bit um, – like it becomes a little bit extreme and that's the realm that bodybuilders play in. Sure. And we're not talking about taking that to that level, but I think that it should be kind of normalized in this realm Yeah. that like building muscle and wanting to look stronger and be stronger is totally okay. Definitely. You know? Sure. All right, Joe, what do we got for the people? Um, All right. So a couple things. If you're watching us on the YouTube, we appreciate you guys. Thank you. We've actually been getting really good traction through the podcast episodes on the tube. Um, so keep crushing it. If you guys have got comments, throw them up. Sorry, I'm sometimes a little bit slow in getting back to you. I just haven't developed a really good habit around that yet. Uh, but that's coming. Um, we have coming up the release of our app. Yes, sir. And that will be dropping within the next – by the time you're hearing this, I guess it'll be it'll be before Christmas. Yes, sir. It'll be before Christmas. Now, here's – just to let you guys know where our head's at with the app. We wanted to take everything with our existing online program, which lives on a website, and put it into an app where the user experience would be – vastly improved yes we haven't ventured to make a lot of changes but we've ended up making a lot of like even a lot of additions right we actually have made changes yeah Yeah. we've got some really cool features on that that i won't go into too far now uh one of the coolest things though that is relevant for the people who are already close to us we will be closing down our facebook community which is all i think it's got two thousand people in it plus uh and it's actually quite a thriving community because we've built our own like community group within the app Yes. Which is fucking sick. Um, I personally don't like to engage with Facebook much these days. Yeah. I would only ever go there to, to talk, talk to in our, the group. To our people. So I'm happy that that can now all live on the app where the training and all that and, and the podcasts are all there in the one space. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully you guys are excited about that too. Sorry, you might feel a bit butthurt if you're a big fan of Facebook, but I haven't met anyone who is a fan of Facebook for no. a long time. The great thing about it is it's a better way to connect with Joey and I because we'll be on there every day. Yeah. yeah, and it's going to grow and expand. And, and I think the cool thing is we're not locked in and fixed in the same way Facebook is. Like if we feel something should be a feature or something should change, we can do that. So I think what's great, and this is why we love you guys, you're very patient with us when we fuck up <laughs> because we're learning. But what's cool is the way we shape it is what you need. It's what you want. So we, we take on your feedback and we adapt it and that's what we do to make it better. And by having our own app that we can adjust it and make it better. So I'm really excited to see how people respond. Me too. 
Uh, last thing, we have a small run of T-shirts. Oh, yeah. Which are going to be available by the time you're hearing this. They are navy blue. If you go, they're fucking sick with the white, with the white fist. If you go to uh, bulletproofforbjj.com and go to the shop, you'll be able to get them there. This was a limited run, so we don't have a lot of sizes available. First, first in is best dressed. Yes, sir. So if you want them, get on there ASAP. And uh, there will be, we will do another run next year. We've been trying to figure out a new system of producing and distributing our merch, which has been tricky in the past. And I think that what we have now is really good. So this is the first run. If it goes well, we'll do a bigger run the next time. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. Cheers, bro. Oh,